And we are back again. Hey, we're back again. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> Episode two of season three wow. of Dungeon Patrol. I've been trying to think that if we have we really named our listeners, are they Dungeon Patrollers? No, I don't. We really have a, a moniker for that. I don't know. I they think can that make... sounds, yeah, that sounds they... like a good Facebook discussion, uh, right? I think so. Yeah, they can make one up. I think so. If you have an interest in contributing to that, uh, what do you, do you care? <laughs> do you want to, do you want to have a fan name? It's like, is it patrollers, patrollees? Not really patrollees. We're not patrolling no. now. No, that doesn't sound good. Sounds a little invasive. Okay. All right. Well, how's everybody doing? Good. 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 Yeah. I, I love the underground. Just love it. Seems like every time I'm playing with you, Don, it seems like we're in the underground. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good point, man. That is that is that is something to that. Um I can't help the other campaign. No, no, no. It is uh it is what it is for now. And I will say that I I didn't, you know, like I said, I got these notes and we were already headed underground and just coincidence. It is, it is. Embrace the dark is all I can say. I think that we did that last season. That, that was dark. Yeah. We are escaping underground to escape the darkness of last season. I was born into the dark. So, yeah, well, we're going to have it in dark environment now, but perhaps maybe a little whimsy. We'll lighten the mood and lower the lights. How about that? Yeah, I think you got whimsy with your cobalt uh, engineers mm -hmm. and service tunnels and whatnot. I know. Yeah. Copaco? Copaco. <laughs> Capoco, yeah. Capoco, okay. Capoco, yeah. I mean, so what you got? Sounds like a French island in the Caribbean. <laughs> Going to Capoco. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for Alar. Thank you, Jerry Don. Alar, Triss, and Brokos bid us sad farewell to Kragar, who turned aside from a life of glory to a boring domestic path. The remaining heroes made their way to the subterranean city, fighting off kobold cultists and rescuing a hapless kobold engineer. What will they find in the deep city of Knockabout? Tune in to Dungeon Patrol. Dun, dun, dun. All right, that's an excellent <laughs> recap. So uh, following after uh, looting the bodies of the cultists, you see her making notes about having to get somebody to come clean up the mess too. Uh, she uh, promptly, and this is she as in Sila Silverscale of Capoco, <clears throat> begins to lead you down the, uh, down the long straight tunnel. Uh, and I can't even say into the dark because it's evenly lit well throughout and very well maintained. So you think she and others of her kind must be doing a fine job to keep this place running. So Tris compliments her on the um, efficient and uh, well-functioning design. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, did you guys tell her? No, she, no, we never did. No, never we never give her names? Nope. Is that by design or do you want to tell her what your names are? She, I, will, I mean, I will tell her if she asks me directly. I mean, she 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 was trying to get a name out of you last time mm -hmm. for her report. She was, yeah. I mean, it was a matter of who was going to get paid. I mean, you start going and report, and then start calling lists, and then before you know it, you're getting emails, spam. Exactly, that's the problem. We've been trying to contact you about your extended warranty. But yeah, it's a tunnel warranty in this case. Well, she will. Uh, yeah, she will thank you for the compliment and continue to lead <clears> you through the tunnel. 
it uh, it does proceed a good another hundred yards or so until you come to a junction, a, a T intersection, if you will, and uh, again continually sloping down. You take a left at the T, and you you notice thus far you still haven't seen anybody else in the tunnel. Hmm. Um, at the the, the T intersection, you go left, and it slopes down uh, a bit more, so it's still easy to walk, but you are definitely you know headed down presumably towards the city. So after a few hundred more yards of going through this tunnel, you do cross a few other like smaller side tunnels, uh, many of which are not lit. Like the main tunnel is the one that's lit, but yeah, you probably pass dozens of smaller, much narrower tunnels, uh, you know, leading off to wherever. And every time we pass one, I ask her, where does that one go? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she will attempt to answer you. I mean, sometimes it's a shrug. Uh, sometimes she'll tell you that it's another maintenance tunnel. And then, well, that one's just uh, kind of a crossover shortcut <coughs> to uh, the, the other part of Northside. Uh, and, and, oh, that one leads to what used to be all oh, the crypts, but they're, they were filled up and they've been walled off. Oh, that, that one over there leads down to uh, some of the original mines. Hmm. So were the kobolds that were from... The uh, that tried to attack you were they were they from the city or they from they where did they come from exactly? Oh well, no, they're not definitely not not from Knockabout. No, they they're from elsewhere. Oh, okay. I mean, not everybody lives in the the big city here. I mean, there are plenty of country folk. <laughs> uh, but as far as where that specific tribe comes <clears throat> from, I I don't know. Uh, not not everyone has embraced life down here like we have and. Uh, there, there's resistors, but these seem to be motivated more than just raiding and trying to steal from us. They, they seem to be attacking us, like with the capital U. Perhaps you should go next time you go out. You should go with a little bit of uh, defense or something to protect you, because you could have been killed if it wasn't for us. Oh, I, I'm very, very grateful to that. Yes, I, I, they. And please, I, we're supposed to travel in pairs, you know. I, but uh, but um, my uh, one of my coworkers was out sick, and you know, the tunnel, the, the light maintenance can't wait. And uh, there was a report that one of the one of the ones was uh, not working properly. And uh, again, these 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 tunnels, are, they're safe. Oh, Sila, <clears throat> I know what it is to shoulder the burden of the all the work of your coworkers. It, the work has to go on. It's it does. Day. It, it, it does. All behind, and then the chief gets mad, and then there's more demerits and threats, and and the next thing you know, they're gonna cut my pay. I, I can't afford that. Well, I commend your um, commitment to infrastructure <laughs> and bureaucracy. <laughs> How old is Knockabout? I I. Oh wow, that's a fine question. I I, I don't know. I, I'm an engineer, not a historian, but it's it's old, hundreds at least. Did you grow up in Knockabout or in the country? Oh no, I I was hatched here. I I was raised into this. Yeah, I it was. Uh, they say the original buildings I think were, were built by dwarves. Like I don't even know. Hmm. Once time time starts. Getting the big numbers, it's hard to really imagine like thousands. I mean, I could do it because I, I did learn math, but it's, it's a lot. There's probably people in town that can tell you that. 
So how much farther is it to town? Oh, it's well. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get to North Post and uh, right there, as he kind of points points ahead to the tunnel. Which, as you're walking, you do see you are coming up to where the tunnel widens slightly, and there's there's like a stone like it looks. The tunnel is just ending, but you realize this is a large stone door. So you uh, you continue to walk up to it, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, there is a sign, a series of signs in, in various languages, but you can read the one that it says in common that uh, it says, "Welcome to Subterra." And it's actually Subterra has actually been sort of sort of scratched out. And then somebody has come through and scrawled knockabout below. And uh, then it says uh, under that, so this is like in, in smaller print population. And it says like a one, two, zero. And then um, you can see they just keep, somebody has rewritten the, num- the last two numbers several different times. And now they're just illegible. But you get the sense that like there's 12,000 people here. And then at the very top of the gate, it says uh, North Post Entry. Uh, and there's a, there's a huge like a iron knocker on the door and she goes walking up and knocks, you know, pulls the big uh, knocker. And there's a kind of below the sign there, there is like a gate, like a hole, a window hole with some bars in it. And uh, you see a head pop up kind of survey the lot of you. And it's not kobold actually. Hmm. Uh, It uh, it's human. Uh, It's, and it's just, it's just me. It's just me coming back from my, uh, you know, repair work. And uh, there's some uh, some brigands here with me going back to the city. So did she just call us brigands? She 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 did. She did use that term. We 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 are not brigands. I will correct her. We we are not brigands. I don't even know what that word means, but I believe them. Well, so she'll turn back and just like, (laughs) yes, they're 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 officially guild associated. So uh, you hear some grumbling on the other side, and then there's a uh, sounds like a crank being turned, and then there's a release, and then the the, the gate swings open, uh, actually just soundlessly, like it's perfectly engineered, mm. and it reveals on the other side, the cave just opens up. So you're no longer in a nice manufactured tunnel. You you're looking into a large cave, easily a uh, hundred feet across, mm. and it's actually the side of if you were to get a bigger scale of it, like a large even larger cave. If you want, you know, we could, I could give you a sense of the scale because it's, it's really grainy on the map, but if you want to look at it, I can share this real quick just so you have a sense of where you're at. And the writing on the gate, it was common? Among so other was, things. It was common among other things. There's okay. a lot of different languages there. You did recognize Elvin as one of the languages. You're sharing the big map? It's coming up now. There you go. And of course... Big map from Don. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where is it? Okay. But it's still a lot of it is blocked off. Oh, I see. Okay. I just moved you over. So you get a sense of where you're at as far as in, in relation to the city. Do you want to share that, Dad? Sure. Just oh, wow. Briefly. It's a really big city then. It is a really big city. So yeah, what you're looking at is not, you don't know that yet as characters, but as players, yeah, you're clearly not in the city proper of what you saw. You're in an actual giant cave. Okay. And again, each of these is like a hundred yards in length. So that's, you know, over a thousand feet long, just right there. So this is, this is astoundingly large cave that you've just stepped into and it extends out to the right. Uh, There are some more buildings over there, but she's immediately leading you off to the the left and North to a small, I mean, I'm going to say small, a, a, a little underground city filled with hundreds of buildings. 
and they're arranged much like you would expect a kind of a chaotically assembled city to be. But there's uh, like specifically, there's no roads, but you can kind of get a sense of where the paths are because uh, the place is well illuminated. There are these magical lights all over the place. And these wire, like wire strung between buildings. And then there's also other different types of lights that aren't these shell lights that are just like regular, like enchanted light spells on posts, uh, especially placed out around various buildings. So kind of all along that left wall, you get a sense that they're just a lot of houses, just very short squat stone houses with like some terracotta type roofs, not a lot of wood used in, in most of the construction. And I mean, there's probably just like, I don't know, this whole row of structures and then arranged throughout that cavern, just very haphazardly. Uh, you can see the whole, like it just kind of probably came together organically. There's probably another hundred different buildings just all scattered around of different, different sizes and heights. I mean, some of them multi-story. I mean, there are some that are like three or four stories, these big stone structures. The engineering, I mean, those stout is not the most, the most aesthetically pleasing. But there are a lot of murals and paintings on the walls to embellish things. And the paths on the ground are kind of marked because this uh, moss kind of grows everywhere. This cave moss is growing all over places. But you can see where people have walked, they've created like paths. So you can see kind of a marked road in the sense that that's where people have been walking. So that's just where it's clear. So you can kind of wind your way to get a sense of the place. So she just starts leading you through and... Uh, and I'm going to lean over to Triss and say, do you think Vash is here? I do not know. There were many tunnels that she could have gone down instead. Um, perhaps we will make our way back and ask the gatekeeper at some <clears> point. <throat> I mean, so Sila will kind of look back and say, oh, are you, do you have a friend down here? Yes, we are looking for an old friend of ours. Triss's friend in particular. Oh, okay. Well, but I... We might be able to help you out. Do newcomers to the city generally make themselves known to a registry? Well, yeah. When you when you check in with the when the with the gatekeepers, they they do record entry and and give you, uh, you know, the 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 rights of passage and and let you know what the you know the basic rules are. Uh, you're coming in this way, you're kind of bypassing uh, some of that bureaucracy, but it'll be okay. Uh, you know, just. Don't cause problems, and there's a there's a list of like magics you're not supposed to do. I, I saw you guys can do magic, so you're wizards in that. But uh, yeah, just uh, they like they frown on. Uh, oh, I should probably warn you. Yeah, specifically, uh, sorry. What, yeah, Mr. Badgerman? Mr. Badgerman. Mm. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, that, uh, <coughs> that 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 rock stuff you did. Uh, mm. yeah, don't don't do that in the city. Uh, any sort of uh, magics that affect the earth are very frowned mm. upon. Uh, something about uh, I don't know uh, what's the word. I can cause cause the earth to shake, and we've had we've had issues. I, I'm not a I'm not a geologist, my gentleman. Any kind of elemental changes you're saying? Well, yeah, just uh, don't don't mess with rocks. Don't mess with. Oh, okay. Are the guy are the guards well compensated or like from the north end or, I mean. The security is pretty tight around there. The reason why I'm asking is people have to come in through quite a bit of, uh, you said that the bureaucracy isn't quite as tight up there. Like, do things slip through the cracks? 
Well, I mean, we're not a we're not a, a prison colony. People come and go, and there's a lot of different factions here. So I, I'm not sure what you're getting at. I mean, people are welcome. We welcome we welcome everyone here as long as you're not out to do harm and cause damage to the city. So okay, no 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 ruining the rocks. Got it. To to sort of uh, reinforce what she just said, as you're kind of walking through and taking in all the architecture, and uh, you do notice that that this place is well occupied. I mean, there's a lot of people that live here, and you get a sense, and and you'll get a little bit more as you see more of the city that these might be the the maybe the lower income people. So th- there's a there's a lot of children running around. This is probably. I mean, I, I'll let you decide how you how you would respond to it, but. There's a lot of mixed races here. You you see some kobolds, which you were gonna you know expecting, but then there's kobolds running around with human children, and definitely some dwarven children, and you see some half orcs. So there's these these um, people of all these different races that don't always intermingle uh, are running about playing, and you know you see uh, you know see you see various you know, the mothers sitting on the doorsteps, kind of watching out over their brood and calling out. And there's a there's a few vendors, you know, kind of hawking their wares. And as you're sort of making your way, I mean, you've stepped into an actual little thriving community, and it's definitely very different from Vadragan and mm-hmm. about every sense of the word. This um, pleases me. It's alive, and I mean, you can see that these people may not have much here, but they there definitely is a degree of comfort and security. And I mean, you, you don't see any beggars right away or anything like that. But Celia leads leads you through this, you know, this, this maze of buildings, and she's like, ah, "Yes, yes, just what I promised you." Oh, good, he's 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 still here, and uh, she's leading you towards this uh, large uh, four wheeled cart. You can see that's designed to be handled, <clears throat> and there's a. Uh, it's basically like a bar kind of coming out of the side, basically like a street stand. And there's a dwarf who's clearly standing on something behind the counter. And he's got a little banner above him. And you can smell the an aroma of cooked meat just sort of emanating out from this cart as she's like, oh, come on, come on, come on. And uh, on the banner in, uh, in common, and then in the smaller, uh, you know, the couple of the languages below it, it says chow burgers. Chow burgers. Chow burgers. Chow burgers. You've never heard of knockabout, Triss, your whole time living in Vagardan? No, I have never heard of knockabout or subterra or... Or chow burgers. Or chow burgers. This is quite the place to be missing. I agree. What, what kind of meat is chow? Sentient, but it tastes good. Who are you asking? Sila. Oh, okay. This... Uh, she looks at you and says, uh, I mean... Do you see any cows around here? <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, it's, a, it's cave rat, of course, but so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh. Ground up seasoned. It is the best that you will ever have. And Broadwig makes it. And she kind of waves to this ruddy faced dwarf who's behind the counter. And says, hey, Broadwig, brought you some customers. And he's like, oh, good, uh, good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Looks at the, the lot of you. It's going to be an expense report. Uh, if you would fill that out, and then uh, you know the usual, you know, if you just just give mine, give mine to uh, you know whoever needs it. So Broadwick will kind of smile cheerfully and get behind his counter and start cooking up something. So sounds, sounds good. cave rat. Well, we've eaten worse. I, I was going to say I have no problem with cave rat. That sounds that sounds lovely. It's better than sewer rat. Yep. Yeah. Broadwick was like, oh yeah, no, no. The sewer rats, those, those carry diseases. We don't eat those. Oh, these are, 
the finest bread cave rats all around. How oh. big do they get? <laughs> well, it depends on how long you let them grow. Ooh. I've seen some big, about as big as you. Ooh. I was really hoping for like free range um, cave rats, <laughs> but no. no. Okay. Well, free, ca- free cave, free cave, free cavern. Free cave. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I, I hate to disappoint. I, I must confess that, that I don't dabble so much in the free range. There are some establishments in town that cater to that. Uh, but those, you know, they cost a bit more. There's a bit more risk in uh, hunting them. It. I was kidding. It, it. This smells wonderful. Now, you said these get big as me. These are non-GMO, though. I'm going to be clear. Oh no, no. These are these are perfectly healthy. Uh, okay. No special added in, uh, magically ingredients to enhance them. Don't have to worry about that. Well, it smells good. Yeah. Mostly feed on the moss and a few of the things, uh, cave crickets and whatnot. But. Uh, you know, we do know that those cave rats, they, they can get a little gamey. You never know what they're going to really eat while they're out there. And there's always that question if they come across, you know, some poor person who didn't make it back and then Ooh. they eat that and you eat that. And then there's this whole question about the cycle of life. But here you go, good sirs and ma'am. And he puts out uh, three. He's getting, they're kind of uh, wrapped up in these uh, large leaves and he hands them to you. These steaming, it's like a steaming patty of meat between two freshly cut pieces of bread. Okay. And what is the proprietor's name again? Uh, Broadwick Catsborn. Broadwick. Thank you, my good dwarf. Catsborn. <clears throat> you see Celia uh, kind of comes around and sign, he hands her a little piece of paper and she signs it and uh, he t- puts that and puts it on another counter. And you see he's cooked up another one and put it off to the side. Hmm. I will ask Sila, what is that about? She she looks a little uncomfortable and she's well, you know, I as part of the daily maintenance when we do the North Cave, I get to expensive meal, but uh, you know, I not everybody around here can afford to eat uh, eat one of those fine burgers. So I, I just dispense one and let him give one to one of the children and I, I pack my own lunch. Uh, like, just don't don't tell the engineer. That would be totally totally inappropriate. I could get demerit for that, but do not worry, I will not say anything. I I very much respect that. That is very nice of you, kind and thoughtful. I think it would make a fine addition to a song, extolling your your generosity and heroism. Ooh. Are you sure I can't put you in my next epic? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been in an epic. But I... I'll change the name. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all very exciting. Sarah, the engineer, the or the yeah. Field engineer. <laughs> so, so Sila, where where can three travelers find a, a good place to bed down for the night, day, whatever it is you have down here? Oh well, well I'm gonna take. Yes, there's. Well, I'm sure I can help you find a place. There's lots of good ends. I'm really hoping you'll come with me though, and um, I really want you to, to meet the chief. And after that, I'm sure we can get you on your way and maybe you can go find your friend. Um, yes. Sounds perfect. Right. So you, uh, you finish enjoying your lunch and I mean, it is really, really amazing. Uh, you probably have never had cave rat, but uh, you, it is a, it is a wonderful taste. You don't know me, Don. I don't, I don't know whether or not you've had cave rats. So. Are there other condiments like some kind of like a moss guacamole or right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> some kind of sriracha or something like that. Like, do they have peppers down here? Cave uh, peppers? 
Well, so he does have a variety of pickled things. So oh, there you very, go. He's a very limited go. menu, and you kind of get the sense that uh, he's catering to where he's at. So, sure. And given the clientele here, and not the upscale people, but he he his other his other offerings he has some pickled eggs, which I mean you can definitely order one of those. They're you know they're from some cave birds, but they're delightful, a little small and colorful. Mm. Uh, and he, he actually does have. A variety of other pickled things. He just has some pickles, but he he doesn't have any peppers uh, yeah. stand right now. But he's like, oh, I respect a man who likes his heat. That's for sure. I'll chow my chow burger like a sixteen year old boy, and eat basically before I could even breathe. Um, and then if I could have like ten minutes, I want to take that shield and, and cast a detect magic on it as a ritual if I can while we're sitting sure. in here and eating it. Yeah, there's um. Uh, kind of near near his stand, there's like a little open area where some kids are playing, and there's some like I'm gonna say a park area loosely. There are a couple trees, which yeah. these are the first trees you've seen down here, mm-hmm. uh, with some benches around. And I mean, there's there's a lot going on here, and you're sort of taking it in piece by piece. You think, wow, a tree underground, but mm-hmm. the uh, they're they're not big trees. They're only about like 15 feet tall, and they have very colorful leaves. But you notice that. Winding up around the trees, uh, around the main uh, trunk. trunk. What is that word? What are these tree things made out of? The tree trunk are are these wires. And mm. The wire kind of goes all the way up, and then there's mm. uh, about a dozen different types of smaller lights. These aren't. They don't look like the shells, or maybe they're made out of ground shells. But they uh, they're all perfectly white, and they're illuminating not brightly, but they're illuminating the tree. I'm not sure what the symbiotic relationship to that is, but the tree appears to be healthy, uh, and, it, and it looks like an otherwise above-ground tree, if not. Mm. And you, you know, again, it could be the lighting, maybe the, the leaves that look a little paler. Maybe uh, little is this lighter. rock? Is this rock underneath me or soil? For the most part, where you've been walking around is rock, mm. but you can see in this area it has been uh, probably like excavated. Sure. Okay. And so there's actually some nice spongy soil all around the base of the tree. Ooh. And it sort of spreads out at like 15 feet in yeah. diameter. So there's this dirt, you know, loam here. And it, and it's kind of grown over. The, the moss has really grown very densely over this area. So if you were to pull your boots off, but you could definitely touch it. Nice boots. place to nap. Yeah, it's like really spongy. Hmm. And so some kids kind of run through there. They, they seem to be fairly respectable and nobody's tearing up the ground. But yeah, this is a nice little little place where you could kick back for 10 and enjoy a burger and rest for a few. So you sit there on the bench and rest your feet and fill your belly and cast your ritual. You do not detect any magic on it. Okay. I would say what you determine further is that the, I mean, if you have an intelligence check, yeah, I don't know what else that might be, but uh, to just sort of really study the design of it, you could do that. Sure. You, I'd say what you think Nope. It. I'm lucky to know it's a shield. Oh, it goes this way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you don't, I mean, other than... I thought it was your, a toilet seat. Other than it looks like a giant scale. Yeah. yeah. And very little working has been done to it. And it has a strap on the, on the backside where you can kind of grip it. Uh, you know, sized for someone of slightly smaller stature, but you could definitely use it. Perhaps. I'll I'll stow it away and and uh, yeah. 
All right. Well, so uh, you're, are we ready? We better we better get moving. We've got lots yet to do and not a lot of time. Let us go. She, uh, she helps you get, get packed up there and you say goodbye to Broadwig. You know, he's still serving his customers and kind of, oh, good to meet you. Hope we'll see you back there soon. And, delicious, delicious stuff. Uh, yeah. And you and you you take your leave and she kind of leads you through the to the I'm going to keep you saying streets. But you kind of get the gist of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The winding streets between these uh, buildings and lead you through the cave, kind of back behind where there's a where there's no structure. So it's kind of like this open area where like the back of this cave wall, kind of on the I'm gonna say on the far east side, because she kind of leads you to over a section of the wall, and you can see there is a uh, like a large metal door there, and it's got like a spinning wheel type handle on it and she walks up and she she reaches in and she pulls out a ring of keys and then she puts this large key in the middle of the wheel and turns it and then she cranks this wheel a bit and you hear the mechanism kind of disengage and you, you do notice that Capoco logo is on this door and then below that it says employees only mm-hmm. and below that it says enter at your own risk Hmm. And uh, she uh, opens the door and she's like, okay, and you kind of look inside and it's a much smaller tunnel than the ones you were in before. Like this is really narrow, like maybe like four foot wide and five foot tall. So if you're any taller than that, you have to kind of hunch a little bit. Great. And it, it is it is lit, but the lights are are farther spaced out. So there's like patches of dim in there. And uh, she's like, all right, come on, let's, uh, let's go through a way. This will, this will get us to HQ. Are all the employees of Capoco Cobalt? Well, I mean- at the office, yes. I mean, we we do have uh, people who are you know officially employed that don't work you know within. I mean, it's it's complex. It's a big organization, so I think they'll mostly say yes. But there are some people on the payroll. I I, I do know that. Don't are worry. the wires essential to the functioning of the lights? Oh, very much so. Yes, that's what makes them work. It's called power. Hmm. I think I know about power. <laughs> Power is the currency down here. That's why Capoco's in charge. So once you're all inside, she um, there's a wheel mechanism on the other side. She pulls the well. She looks around, kind of looks both ways, pulls it closed, puts her key in, cranks it shut, takes her key out, makes sure it's secure. Does like a little mental math. It's like okay, that's all the steps. Got to make sure people stay out of here. And then she sort of squeezes by to get back in front. I got to take the lead. Okay. And then she kind of leads you through this tunnel. You, you notice that it, I mean. The wires still run through here, but this is this is definitely the dirtier tunnel. Like they they don't really spend time cleaning this little maintenance tunnel, and some water has pulled here and there just from some various drainage. And there's like kind of falling on you, and the walls are patches. There's kind of a bit muddy, and uh, it's also a little bit steep. So you can you realize you're you're descending farther down now, and periodically there's little handholds where you can hold on and. She doesn't seem to be having problems with this because you know she's got nice little clawed feet and it's definitely built to be plenty large for her, but she's just kind of scootering along. She goes about uh, 50 yards and then stops. And you notice that uh, in this little light area, there's a, on the ground, there's like a a, a painted stripe and she stops and it says uh, employees only danger turn back. And uh, she's like, got to watch for these. This is how we keep people from getting into trouble. Kind of reaches just a little bit past there and opens up a very cleverly concealed panel and reaches her hand in and she turns something and you hear click, 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 click. And then she closes the panel and then uh, she's like, okay, all good. And she steps past this area and then motions for you to come past. Okay. I will, I will go, but I will ask her, what is all of this? Oh, well, I mean, this is, this is a intruder stopper. And what does it do? Oh, well, don't worry. We don't have anything lethal in here per se, but you know, it, it would, it's an uncomfortable fall. 
and uh, he ejects, uh, ejects them into uh, a connector point to the sewers. It makes the whole experience unpleasant enough for them not want to do that again. Huh. Call it, they call it a trap on the surface. Oh, yes. Well, you know, it's a, it is a trap. You got to keep the keep the riffraff out of the tunnels. I mean, especially when you're talking about going to HQ. So once you uh, once you go by the other side, they see there's another line there. She reaches over, kind of repeats that that step, turns this this handle, and you think she's obviously re-engaging the trap. Are you sure that we will not be in some kind of trouble for coming this way? Well, normally, but but the chief. I mean. I, there was that notice and there was a bit about being discreet and we're trying to stay under the guild's noses. So I think it's going to be okay. So trust Who me. is in charge of knockabout? Well, I mean, that's, that's not a straightforward answer. It is about power. Uh, obviously the, the, the chairman really holds the most power as a, uh, you know, CEO of Capoco. Uh, and uh, we really kind of wield the largest amount of influence and, uh, I would say the chairman probably is the person closest to being in charge, but uh, you know, there's a lot of different factions. There's a, there's a, it can be chaotic sometimes. Huh. She, uh, she leads you through this tunnel that continues to descend and you, you think you must be getting close to the bottom. She does pass through a, one more spot where she does this whole routine where she clearly disables the trap and motion motions you by and re-enables it. So is there something that I can pick up on that is like indicating where these traps are? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you can make a perception roll. All right, I am. I mean, so they are—they are actually literally labeled. Yes. Label, but yeah. okay, okay. So there's a label, and then, but how about like where she's reaching in, or can I discern that? Sure. And I got a twenty-two. Yeah, with that, you had she not been with you, and you were looking for it, you would have been able to spot the the little little compartment. I mean, it's it's well concealed. I mean, most people with lesser attention to detail wouldn't notice it. Okay, but I can pick it out now. Yeah. All right. Cool. And and if you, I mean, if you pause uh, and study the ground, you can see that there there is a a pretty pretty you know reasonably concealed like trap door on the ground there. Okay. So while well, you get past that, you reach the end of the tunnel and you come to uh, another door that matches the one you came into. She goes through the process, opens it up. All right, we made it. Opens the door up and motions you through, and you uh, you. You step into a kind of a narrow landing with a, there's like a clean white floor and stone walls. And there's a, a small room with a bunch of different shelves and some tools hanging about. And there's a set of stairs leading up. And the room is illuminated with these magical lights. So once you're all in, she closes the doors, secures it. Whew, and she takes her bag and she goes over to one of these compartments and puts her little key in and opens it and stows her stuff in the bag and closes it and locks it. You notice there's little names on these uh, compartments and uh, hers says Sila. All right, let's go up and meet the chief. I'll, I'll do the talking and don't worry. Uh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be just fine. And, and she leads you up the stairs and opens the door at the top of the stairs, steps in and I'm presuming you're following her. Yes. yes. Okay. So you step into, I'm going to call it a lobby, this uh, fairly ornately uh, decorated open spaced area. You can see uh, off to one side, there are some glass doors leading out and you can kind of see like, there's like a, a street out there and some buildings. And there, uh, the, the room itself is about uh, 50 foot square. And on one side, opposite the entryway, there's like the desk where there are three more kobolds sitting there. They're dressed differently. They're actually very finely dressed wearing uh, colorful outfits and they've got jewelry on. 
and the place is pretty well illuminated. And you also immediately notice that there's like, like the, the violin music playing. It's like really beautiful music playing and kind of listen around, looking around and you see, it seems to be coming in through these little tubes in the ceiling and the, the music is sort of echoing out through the room. And it's very kind of relaxing as you step out, but it's also immaculate. So at this point, I mean, you're a little bit dirty. You know, you've been tromping through the tunnel. Never. <laughs> How dare you, Don? I have pressed a digitation. I'm never dirty. <laughs> I'm never dirty. Never dirty. And you see behind the desk, there's a huge banner with this Capoco logo on it. And you have a sense like this, this is obviously, yeah. So she, uh, you know, she looks around and she kind of goes walking over to, to, to the lobby and she's like, can you call the chief? And uh, the, the person behind the couple behind there looks at you and looks at them. And she's like, I'm supposed to be here. What are they doing here? And then they do this little whispered exchange. Then the, the girl reaches in and she starts tapping on a, a, like a bell beneath, the, uh, beneath her desk. You kind of hear it echoing a little bit. And she's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Oh, my gosh. And uh, like maybe about 30 seconds later, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of doors on either side of this, you know, the, I'm say the reception desk, if you will. A slightly taller kobold than her and decidedly portly. He's wearing kind of this gray full body suit with the Capoco logo on it. Uh, he comes kind of waddling out. He sees her, he just, he frowns and he sees you and his eyes go wide. He's like, what, what, what is the meaning of this? Field engineer Sila, how dare you bring brigands into the corporate office? You know, that's not allowed. What, what is this? Who are you? What is the meaning of all this? And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's about the notice, about the notice that you put on the board. What? He's like, these aren't not brigands. What What do you mean there? And then he's, he stops and he looks at all of you very carefully, looking at your outfits. And he's kind of appraising you. What's your associations? What's our associations? Well, these are my associates. Uh, we're in a band. Yes. <laughs> we have liberated the city of Vadragan. We are the ones who have installed Arvik as the rightful champion of the pirates. He, he's he's looking puzzled and concerned, and then she's like, "Chief, chief, they're they're, they're outsiders." And then, so he's like, his eyes narrow, and then they're like, "Oh!" And he looks around. Come this way. Who saw you come in here? I, I wasn't done yet. We are the founders of the yet to be Troubadours Guild. He, he he like kind of just turns, and he's like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on!" And uh, motions for you to follow him back through the door he came in. I will follow. You may have heard of such epics and odes as. Yeah, yeah. He opens the door and uh, you probably can't move through it quick enough for his taste. So he's just like impatiently motioning you. So assuming that you uh, cooperate and get through, he will look around again. He's going to, he sort of points at one of the, the, the girls at the front. It's like, and then pulls the door closed and then leads you down uh, this pristine hallway past a variety of different doors where you can, you pass through and you look and you see there's these small work areas where people are sitting at desks and there's papers everywhere. And he leads you to the back of the hall, looks around again and opens the door and motions you inside. I will be talking the entire time that we're going down that hallway, listing off accomplishments and associate and basically, you know, humble bragging as much as I can. All right. So he uh, practically sort of like nudges you in. Uh, Sila follows you in and then he'll shut the door. So inside the room, there's kind of a large desk with a chair behind it and papers all over it. Uh, again, the place is lit and there's a, a couch there and a couple other chairs. And uh, he shuffles around and 
sits back in his chair. He's like, all right, all right. I don't know a single word that you just said and what that means. What I got out of that though is that you aren't from around here. And that means oh. you're not in a guild and you're not brigands. Does this place have something against non-union? I mean, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Somebody, uh. somebody who understands, perhaps I can speak to you. Uh. Are you in charge? And he looks at me. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no. Just go with it. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, oh, he's not in charge. <laughs> no, uh, it's this guy, the one who talks a lot. I am Alar right. Noestri. Well, and what the chairman always says, the one who talks a lot has the least to say. I'm pretty clear I've made it obvious that I have a lot to say. Yes, I am. That doesn't engineer. make sense. <laughs> I'm Chief Engineer Sakoth Mudbelly. You all talk so fast and so funny. I don't know your names. Sikoth Mudbelly? Mudbelly. Mudbelly. I wonder how he got that name. Do you say that? Yeah. No. He'll, he'll actually scowl at you. And you see Celo uh, actually will come like, <sighs> he's like, it is a fine, proud, traditional name. Just because my ancestors crawled up out of the mud does not demean the fine work that we do and carry on these days. I'll have you know. No, I agree. It is all about yeah. accomplishment. It is about what you aspire to. That's right. And I aspire to run this plant in the tip-top shape. To make I didn't, the chairman proud. I didn't mean any offense, Mr. Mudbelly. I was just curious. Don't know why I thought you might be in charge. All right, you. <laughs> if you don't think I'm browbeaten by now after hanging out with Alar, I don't know what you think. But this is just another day. That is sad. Poor Brokos. I just want to be friends. Right. Oh, gosh. So Celia so starts, starts trying to cut in and she, she very quickly uh, explains the situation and she's like, tells like, oh yeah, there were, there were those dreamers in the tunnel and they attacked me and they saved me. And uh, by the way, I need to fill out an SMA report, but they're not part of the guild. So I expensed their lunch. And he's like, you what? They did save my life and it was cheaper than the report. And he's like, fine. You're lucky you know demerits today. I hope this works out for all of you. So this is your first time to knock about Yes. Indeed. We are looking yes. for a long lost friend. Long lost friend. Well, she has is... recently come through here. We to believe. whom would we talk about other newcomers to this fine city? Well, that's very much why I wanted to speak to you because there's been a lot of newcomers. Hmm. The city itself is all about newcomers, but it is the newcomers of late that I am concerned about. I'm in a difficult position because I have the best interests of Kapoko in hand, but I don't think the chairman is seeing things quite the way that they need to be seen. And I am worried. I'm worried about the newcomers and the risk to our operation. And I need someone outside of the local guilds who can assist quietly. And it looks like you have fallen right into that position. And perhaps we can help each other. Why must it be someone outside of the local guilds? Oh, because any sign of weakness, people go for your throats. Kapoka prides itself on holding the high ground and being the strongest force of power in the city. We show weakness and that it could cause chaos. It could cause instability. And there's already guilds against guilds all the time. Mm. And I take it that you clearly understand how one claw scratches another, another scaly back. To what advantage is it for us to work for Kapoko? Well, in the strictest sense, 
you won't be entirely working for Capoco. Oh, well then, good working, day, sir, and I'll turn around. You're going to be working for me. Oh. Hmm. On the down low. On the oh. down low? Yes, not too But low. again, good sir, Mudbelly, why do we wish to? I can make it worth your while. It is about power, right? You're new to the place. You need to get settled in. In fact, I think I know exactly how we can assist you. I can uh, set you up uh, some place to stay, let you get your feet wet, learn the lay of the land, perhaps uh, set you in the right direction to search around for this friend of yours. And you can do some investigative work for me. I need you to find out more about the activities of this arcanum. See if you can find out more things that they might be uh, talking about in the taverns. Learn a little bit of a more when they come to town. I'm worried about them and their dig site and what they're up to. I, I will lean over to Alar and Brokos and say, I do not want to be somebody else's fetch and carry again. Mm. Agreed. Mm. I'm sure we can find taverns and inns of our own. We are quite competent at navigating and talking to people. What you offer us is nothing more than we could do for ourselves. Well, he can, he uh, pulls a pulls a drawer out below his desk and kind of fishes around. He's like, I know those around here somewhere. He pulls out a ring of keys. Aha, here we go. Ah, inns, taverns, those are not for people who wish to stay unnoticed, which from the look of you and the fact that you are outside agents, uh, cutters, if you will, you're going to be prime targets for the guilds. People wanting to get you to join independent. Is agents. that not what you are doing right now? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to get you to join a guild at all. But you are seeking us to ally with your particular faction. Just for now, I think he wants us to be freelance, Alar. I'm looking for, yes, a little back scratching. And then I will scratch yours right now. Mm. I can make some housing arrangements for you. Ah, this way you can stay uh, in a discreet place without need for prying eyes into your business. Huh. I think maybe perhaps you misconstrued what Alar is when you say the word discreet. <laughs> You're not speaking my language. Well, well tell me what Must you be mean. mistranslation from the kobold. I, I don't know what that is. Perhaps word. you could find us uh, a place to, do you have a concert hall or some kind of theater? Or perhaps you could get us a working gig. And I'm going to look at Alar and wink like, too obvious. Like a well, I wouldn't. Out. I wouldn't mind uh, a place with a nice lake view, a balcony, and you know, premium lodging certainly is something we've earned at this point. Well, you can't quite see the lake, but uh, maybe it is third floor. <laughs> you know, we 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 have all of those things that you have said. At entertainment is uh, desired down here, but it is. It is a tough gig to break into. I can help out with that. Ah. In fact, right next door to this fine lodging, there is one of the most respectable taverns in town, the Lost Lady. In fact, I believe the proprietor does owe me a favor. If you wish to perform, I can certainly get you on that stage, which is a very much, much desired spot. He's extremely, extremely resistant to just letting anybody perform. Elar, this is kind of what you've been asking for. Finally, perhaps Knockabout will afford us the respect that Vadragan never did. This could be our big break. Mm. I will require a bowl of M&M's green only. <laughs> and unscented wipes. 
See, let me make notes of their, what their needs are. All right, I can arrange for lodging and we can give you a per diem to get you on your way. You just will dispense with a contract at the moment. I, what I'm looking for, gonna require a degree of tact and perhaps asking around at these places of entertainment is a good place to start because I know these wizards and their lackeys come to town to spend their ill-gotten gains. And I'm sure someone somewhere is going to be talking about the activities that are going on over there. I need to know. I need Wizards. To know. I need to know what the risks are to Kopoko and her interests. Huh. So the, ar- the Arcanum is all a bunch of wizards? Well, no. They have a whole hierarchy of people. And they're somehow entrenched in the gladiators, too. And some sort of arm of a military force they've been bringing in people from above. Oh, Ah, there's been a lot of outsiders here lately. Not the usual escaped slaves and disenfranchised gladiators. These are people. These are different ones. These are not people that we can trust, I think. Hmm. And what makes you think you can trust us? Well, if you're willing to unaffiliated and help someone the likes of field engineer like that and risk yourself, I mean, surely there must be some, what is the word I'm looking for? It's not part of my vocabulary. Generosity. That's it. <laughs> Generosity. Not part of my vocabulary. Hmm. I mean, I, I will say again to Alar and Brokos um, alone, that if the Arcanum is full of new outsiders, we may be able to find what we are looking for as well. It sounds like a good lead. Hmm. And who would suspect the most celebrated new up-and-coming music group to secretly be investigators. I, depends on how many people are from up top that may have already heard of you and your <laughs> amazing performances. Well, I wish that were true, Triss, but Wolf Canute barely left us any time. It will be, it'll be like the surface invasion. It'll be the first wave of new music. <laughs> we will literally be playing in the cavern. So, who? We have a deal then. Um, pending a full disclosure of all of the uh, benefits that we will accrue. <laughs> nice, Chris. <laughs> yes. Now, I can appreciate that. Perhaps we should fill out a contract. Mm. Uh, yes. As an aside, and since it's important to you and we are going to be working together, who, who by chance is this friend of yours? Perhaps, perhaps I've heard of them. Well, we don't want them to get in trouble. We will do our own investigations. After all, that's what you hired us for, to investigate. So we're probably pretty good at it. Very well, very well. So I am prepared to pay you guild rates, five gold a day per person, until this job is done. Plus amenities we talked about? Yes, that includes the lot. Well, yes, of course, you'll get the lodging. And I will hook you up with Fred, and he will, I'm sure, put you on stage. Once Fred hears about us. Uh, I'm sure you'll be on the stage with the lost lady before you know it. Are we good? Thank you, Mudbelly. I'll give you a few days to get your feet wet, as it were. I recommend staying out of the guild business, keeping out of their eyesight, so to speak. And I will have someone check in with you in a a few days to see how you are making progress. How will we know that it is your person? Uh, I'll make sure that they have one of my business cards. Business cards. You corporate people. Okay. That is, I mean, nobody could acquire your business card in another way. That doesn't seem very secure. You're not very good at this, like, 
stealthy thing, are you? He's an engineer, you know? I saw problems. Hmm. Well, perhaps I'll send Sila. That would be acceptable. Very How well. do we know that she's not a counterfeit Sila? <laughs> it's so, D&D. It could be true, though. It could be true. It they could both, be they, true. They, they like, both look at you, and she's like, <laughs> he's like, she's not an accountant. She's an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> We're turning this around on you. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right, so he hands the keys to her, says, uh, take them to the, uh, the the corporate suite. It's over in... Uh, it's like, oh, I, I, I know. I, I'm familiar with it is. You'll love the establishment. Great view. Wonderful neighbors. Get settled in, and we'll check in with you soon. Okay. I is, hope the it's not mini, all... is the mini bar included? Uh, you're going to want to go stock up on some food, but there is a market oh, nearby. Okay. And I hope it's all not kobold-sized. What are you saying? Something wrong with kobolds? I'm saying I may not fit in your furniture. You re- I mean, you're sitting in one right now, and you realize it's 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 appropriately sized so oh, they, they, all must, right. they must be accustomed to dealing with people larger than kobolds all okay. right all, all right. right very well and then uh Celie will uh take them out the back she's going to lead you down a hallway to a back door and check both ways this door actually has the same type of locking mechanism as the other ones that you've seen and she opens it up and you, uh, you step out of this you realize you're inside of a really large stone building and you're kind of in this wide alley. Um, I'll say alley loosely. I mean, it's probably about 40 feet to the nearest building. Oh. And you step out and she gets the door closed on the other side. And, and it's this huge, probably 40 feet tall, just like solid stone, no windows. I mean, it looks like just this huge construction. And then you look out and you realize now that you are in the city and you can see the cavern rises up above you, like way up. I mean, it's probably... 500 feet but you're actually at the cavern wall on one side so you look up and you can see it just kind of climb up and slowly arch up and away you can't see the water from where you're at but you know you're probably like facing towards that but the whole city is now between you and it is it's wonderfully illuminated and there's a whole series of buildings off to your right and in front of you between this let's say the Capoco headquarters which is this huge vault of a building there is a, a like a wide promenade that kind of runs perpendicular and cuts in front of the the headquarters. And then beyond that is the city. And so this promenade is probably, so it's this 50 foot wide promenade beyond which are all like the rest of the city. And the promenade is, it cuts through this, this section. I'll get, I'll get a map up for you uh, for next time. But the promenade is basically a row of trees, like hundreds of these trees, almost mm. like a little mini park. And there's walkways and paths in it. And you can see people kind of walking about and chatting and, and playing. And then on the other side of the promenade is like the city. And there's, there's, it's alive. There's people everywhere and carts. And, and you actually see a couple horses, not a lot of horses. Those are not going to be common, but there are a few moving about. And again, it's a huge mixture of races. It's not even predominantly kobold now. You can see, you'd say probably half human. So there's a lot of humans, a scattering of dwarves. Uh, but there's other races mixed in. There's some half orcs, and then you can uh, see uh, actually maybe a few full-blooded orcs oh. like here and there, like sticking to themselves. But you also spot a few goblins kind of moving about. Like it's a whole slew of races in this weird cosmopolitan underground city, just waiting for you to explore and find out more about the mysteries ahead of you. But that's all for today, because cool, now cool. You're gonna poise you for even more adventure next time. Mm, all right.
We have a contract. That's you have right. a contract. And a writer. And an I introduction. Yeah, a writer. Absolutely. Yeah, I love right. it. And an introduction for your first performance. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're gonna but have no to benefit get package. Matching outfits. We're going to have to get – there's so much to do before the show. You I know. Do. The day is young. I mean, pyrotechnics, you know, there's so much I want to – So you better prepare your song we're all going to be waiting for it for next oh right yeah Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh i just play drums okay (laughs) and i think tris sings the tambourine she's tambourine yeah tambourine tambourine. she might be harmony strange elaine dancing Mm -hmm. yeah i can't wait no if you're ready for me to you know lip sync to some youtube i find between now and then sure but that's about (laughs) it i really want to no i think you No, you're the actual singer i'm you know I would not say that, but I would love to see you. Come You're in. always breaking into song. What are you talking about? Well, that's not actual singing. That's just. Fun uh, well, uh, I can't wait to hear it next time. So Challenge accepted. No, no, we it's will not. see you guys next week. <laughs> Alar's gonna Damn. pass out. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please take a moment to rate us in the Apple or Google Store, as this goes a long ways to promote us. You can also follow us on Facebook slash Dungeon Patrol or Twitter at Dungeon Patrol. And we're also at DungeonPatrol.com. New episodes will be streaming Sundays at 7 p.m. on Monsters Roll Twitch channel a day early. We're also on Patreon at Dungeon Patrol. If you really love our show, we would love your support. Even a dollar a month can help us keep the content coming. Dungeon Patrol is a Monsters Roll production. We'll see you next week. This dungeon has been patrolled.